NorthCentralPA.com tells us that few people can claim to have been associated with the whole history of Little League World Series games, yet noted photographer Putsi Vanucci was, in a real sense, the camera eye of the first 60 years. Vanucci, who died in October of 2007 at the age of 86, took thousands of photographs of those series games, and these photos constitute a treasure trove of history. But his involvement in photographing Little League Baseball actually predates that first World Series by eight years. Bob Steinhilper, an editor at the Gazette and Bulletin and the Williamsport Sun, asked me back in June 1939 to go and take some pictures of some games of this new boys baseball league that a guy named Carl Stortz had started, Putsy said in a previous interview. So I went up there and took some of the first photographs of Little League Baseball. Then, after the war, they started the Little League Baseball Tournament, which eventually became the Little League World Series at the original field on West 4th Street. I've been there ever since. In those days, Vanucci used the typical newspaper photographer's camera, the bulky speed graphic, which took large four-inch by five-inch negatives, but also yielded some wonderful and sharp images of the action. In those early days of the series in the late 40s, the only photographers on hand were local news photographers like me, a man named Snyder and Lee Barnes from The Grit, Vanucci said. There were no out-of-town photographers who came in with the teams, so I'd get a copy of Editor and Publisher, a major magazine of the newspaper trade, and find out the names and phone numbers of the hometown newspapers of the teams that were appearing in the series. I contacted them to see if they wanted images of their home teams in action, and most of them did. I was able to sell a lot of my photographs of the series that way. Benucci said it was always a thrill and an honor to be able to photograph various celebrities who came to the event, such as General George Marshall, Cy Young, Connie Mack, Lefty Gomez, and Jackie Robinson, to name a few. I guess for me, the biggest thrill was being able to photograph Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle. I was always a big Joe DiMaggio fan, and he mingled so well with the kids and was so easy going with them. It was great. He said he felt he had been a witness to history as he watched the small local baseball for boys program grow into an international phenomenon. It's been very interesting to go from the humble days at the original field on 4th Street where perhaps a few thousand attended the games, to a brand new complex that now has two major stadiums and where hundreds of thousands view these exciting games. All that from an article titled Putsy Vanucci, Eye of Little League World Series from NorthCentralPA.com in 2017. We're invited to experience the history of the Little League World Series through the eyes of Putsy Vanucci and others in the current exhibition at the Gallery at Penn College in Williamsport. It's titled A Diamond Anniversary, a celebration of 75 years of the Little League Baseball World Series, running through August 25th on the Penn College campus. The works have been selected from the archives of the World of Little League Museum. Adam Thompson is director of the museum and curator of the exhibition, and we had a chance to speak with him by phone as the opening of the 2022 Little League Baseball World Series approaches on August 17th. 
This year, 2022, is the 75th Little League World Series. The Little League Baseball World Series is held here in, in Williamsport. So we wanted to celebrate that anniversary. And if you kind of follow what anniversaries are, uh, the diamond anniversary is the 75th, and baseball is played on a diamond. So we're kind of going uh, a little bit all out and celebrating the 75 years of the event. And one of the opportunities that we had was to create an exhibit that would be on display over at the gallery at Penn College. And in the past, we had worked with them in a few other exhibits. So when the opportunity came up, I I jumped at the chance because they're a a great group to work with over there. Now, did you have to go prowling around in the archives? Did you know the kinds of things you wanted to bring out and share with us? Yeah, we were really going to be focusing more on photos and Throughout the past 10 years or so, we have really kind of taken the opportunity to digitize quite a bit of our collection. We actually have the original negatives. And so I want to say about 10 years ago, we did about half the collection. And then in the summer of 2020, the museum was closed. And I was looking for something to kind of work on throughout the summer. And that was a perfect opportunity for me to digitize the second half of the collection. So, and we're talking probably like 30, 40, 50,000 photos at this point. So the opportunity to be able to share that work that we've kind of put in over the past couple of years and give people the opportunity to see photos that have never been seen before, and we'd never really have used them in the past. So that was kind of an exciting part of it. So luckily, at this point, everything was on a computer, which makes things a lot easier to search for. So we can assume there would be candids taken in the moment, sliding into home plate, those sorts of things, home runs, cheering crowds, but also some formal portraits as well? Well, when I was trying to settle on a a theme, because when you have so many photographs, I mean, that's kind of a problem, but it's a good problem to have, to have that many to choose from. My, my main focus really was to find photos that have never been used before. But as I was going through, clicking through each photo, I kind of liked the idea where I kept on seeing photos of the kids celebrating together as a team. And I, I thought that was kind of a nice thing to see because, especially over the past two years, a lot of us hadn't been able to get together. And so knowing that we were going to have a full-blown World Series coming up, and I just like the idea of let's focus on, okay, these kids are celebrating as a team together. So that was kind of the main part I was kind of focusing on, the idea of celebration because we're celebrating the 75th. But I would often see a photo, say, from 1956 that was very similar to a photo from, like, 2006. And so I was kind of balancing a little bit of that as well to show that at the end of the day, it's children playing baseball. And while the uniforms may change and, you know, the development of the film changes, but at the end of the day, at the heart of it, it's still kids playing the game that they love. So that was kind of a fun thing to find something from 1952 and go, okay, can I pair this with something from modern times? You know, and it, one of the, the biggest problem I had was we have so many photos. And it got to the point where I actually had to have people that I work with tell me, okay, you're done. Because I probably, had they not said that, I'd still be working on this. <laughs> what do we notice in terms of the evolution of the series? 
you show us the first international competitors, for instance? Yeah, so in the early years, it was really, especially the first one, it was very, very localized. It was mainly teams from Lycoming County, with the exception of a team from New Jersey. And as the years went on and the program got bigger, you would have, you know, the program moving into other states and even countries as well. So we do kind of have that represented where in 1952, the first Canadian team was here. And so I made sure that that photo was included in there to tell that a little bit of the story. And then also I made sure to focus on some of the teams from Asia. You know, they play a big part in the history of the program. And so I made sure that those things were included as well. So I have some great photos of, like, the team from Japan their first year here, you know, celebrating. And I did as much as it is about celebration. It's also a little bit about telling the story of the program. And I even went up to the last photo you see over there. It's from 2021, which was an unusual World Series. We weren't able to have fans here. But still, the kids were playing baseball. That's really what it came down to. So I kind of made sure that that was captured in the whole story as well. We still had the games, and uh, it was kind of a nice little photo to end it with. And you mentioned the Asian teams and the importance of their participation. Did I see online an artifact that came from Japan? Yeah. The Japanese teams, one of the things that they do, they do two things that are really interesting. One is they have their parents make origami cranes, and each row of cranes represents a team that they beat in the tournament. And so each row of cranes is added every time they keep on moving through the tournament. And at the end, when they got to the World Series, they had a, a nice collection of cranes, and they kept that in their dugout. And then they ended up winning the World Series, and when they were done, they presented it to the museum. So we have that on display here. And then another thing is a mask that they make, which is when they purchase it, what they do is they fill in one of the eyes. It's almost like a dragon face. They fill in one of the eyes, and then they make their goal. And their goal for this, for instance, that team was to win the Little League World Series. And then at the end, when they won the Little League World Series, they actually filled in the other eye. And um, it, was, it was kind of a neat little thing to see. And it was kind of fun being able to put that on display over there and it kind of show off a little bit of their culture. I, I'm fascinated by good luck charms that these teams have. They're always really interesting, and each group has something fun to bring to the mix. And so that was a nice one to kind of show off. Now, what about the presence of young women as part of the experience? Yeah, we made sure to highlight, you know, there's at least three different photos in the exhibit over there. But one of the, the ones that was kind of an interesting photo that I, I liked was in 1989, it was the second girl to play in the Little League World Series, and her name is Victoria Brucker, and she actually got a hit, and she actually pitched in that series. And one of the other interesting things about that year was is the first female umpire, and her name is Betty Speziali. So in the photo, it's kind of neat to see Victoria Brucker sliding in the third base, and then you see out in the outfield, the umpire is actually Betty Speziali. So I thought that was kind of a neat thing to have them both in that same photo. And it wasn't just like a stage photo where, you know, they're standing there together, which we have and have put on display. This is one, an action shot. So it kind of is a neat thing to add in there. We also made sure we have the team from Philadelphia from a few years ago. And there was a young lady named Monet Davis that's still very popular. And we have a picture with her and her team celebrating, which is kind of fun to see too. Now, who is taking these pictures throughout the years? Is it your own staff photographers? Is it newspaper reporters? 
So in the early years, there were a few photographers, but the most famous and the ones that we have in our collection were Putsi Venusi, who was a local photographer, and he had his own shop here in town. And he was one of the first ones from 1947, the very first World Series, up until even the early 2000s, he was taking photos. So quite a bit are actually from that collection. There was also a gentleman named Russ Tinsley who came in in the 80s and 90s who was involved with the program, and he would volunteer. And he used to drive in from California, and I guess you could call it a Winnebago, I guess, there, <laughs> and stayed for the whole week. And he took a lot of photos. He, he worked in Hollywood. And he owned a sound studio. And so some of the photos are from him. And then we also have our more modern ones. We have some staff people who take photos here. And then we have a few that come in from around the United States to take photos as well. So we have about usually like three different photographers now. It's quite different now compared to especially Putsi Venusi's days. You know, Putsi took a photo and you didn't know what you had until you actually developed it. And now with digital cameras you can almost see the shot instantly. And it also means now we get thousands of photos per game, it seems like, compared to when Mr. Venusi was doing it. It was like eight or nine photos a game. That was all there was. So it's interesting to see the technology. But I will say the photos, especially from the early 50s, are amazing. Like, he got lucky. I don't know if he, I don't know if he just got lucky a lot, because, <laughs> you know, it's one and done with some of those cameras. But, yeah, it was, it's amazing some of the shots he got. And the quality of it, too, when you, when you scan it, it's amazing. The 90s are a little bit different. The cameras weren't as great back then. But now between some of those early shots are amazing. When you happen to be hanging out and people are going through the exhibit, what kinds of things are people saying? Yeah, well, it's interesting, especially the people I talk to, and even when I talk to people in the museum, people who are familiar with the Little League World Series, they talk about their favorite moments of it. And I kind of sometimes ask them, well, how old were you when that happened? And they'll say, oh, about 11 or 12. And I'm always like, yeah, that makes sense. And what I was noticing was a lot of people' memories of the Little League World Series, are they were the same age as the kids. And so I always thought that was kind of fascinating. Like their favorite team was the same team that when they were 12. But I think, you know, a lot of people just enjoy the chance to see history, especially for local people to see. This is a big event that happens here in this, you know, we're a little town and it's a worldwide event, which I think is kind of nice. But people really enjoy seeing that. Now, do you personally have experience with Little League? Did you play? Yeah, I played for a little bit when I was probably around, I want to say, eight or nine I grew up here in South Williamsport, so literally it's pretty much a part of your life if you're in this town. You know, it's very common for me to ride my bike to watch the games when I was a child. I used to visit the museum when I was a child. I, I often joke, I, I actually found video footage of me as a child in the museum when I was going to the archive, which was like 35 years ago, I guess, the footage is. So I did play, and I still remember my teammate. And then also my experience of just coming here as a child and then also now working here for the past 23 years. Little League's been a major part of my life, I guess you could say. Can you tell us the particulars about how long we'll get to see it and so forth? Uh, The exhibit's been up since June, and it'll, it'll end here the 25th, which is 
the championship weekend for the Little League World Series. So, you know, if visitors are in town to visit the World Series, they can go check out the exhibit over at Penn College and then also visit our museum as well. We kind of made it that they complement each other. The things we have in the museum complement the photos over there. And so it's kind of a nice little tie-in. So if you visit the museum, you want to see some more things, go over there. If you visit the gallery, you want to get a closer look at some other objects, come over to the museum. Adam Thompson, director of the World of Little League Museum and curator of the exhibition titled A Diamond Anniversary, a celebration of 75 years of the Little League Baseball World Series running through August 25th on the Penn College campus in the gallery at Penn College. And you'll have a chance to see the photographs by Pozzi Venucci and others, and the artifacts we talked about as well. There are extended hours this weekend, Friday the 12th of August and Saturday the 13th, Sunday the 14th, 1 to 5 p.m. And you can find out all the information you need on the gallery website, and it's pct.edu gallery. An exhibition exploring the evolution of the small town baseball tournament established in 1947 to the international event held today and enjoyed by millions worldwide. The dates this year, the series opens on Wednesday, August 17th and runs to August 28th. Again, it's a diamond anniversary, a celebration of 75 years of the Little League Baseball World Series and that's running through August 25th at the gallery at Penn College. For more information on the web, pct.edu 